This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. TV times and, and conference realignment, a lot of that stuff is all interconnected. So I just think we're in a time of change. Change doesn't have to be bad, change is good. You've got to embrace it. And if you don't, you're going to be left behind. And so I just think it's all about perspective and how you look at it. Hey, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast, where I've got a different kind of conversation on deck for the big 280F this week. That's right. We have hit 280 episodes on the original Side Hustle, and I'm joined for number 280 by the athletic director at UCLA. Martin Jarmond, a two-time recipient of the Sports Business Journal's 40 Under 40 Award with 20 years in sports administration spanning three conferences. Martin became the youngest AD of any Power 5 institution at Boston College, and now he's leading the UCLA athletic program into the Big Ten. Now, if you've heard him before in the jungle, you know my guy is spirited, he's energetic, he's engaging, and he's smart as hell, and he's doing a damn good job in Westwood. So let's get right to it. It's episode 280 with UCLA AD Martin Jarmond, and it's coming at you right now. Martin, my guy, it's been a minute or so. So first things first, how you living? And next, is this not the shortest summer ever? <laughs> well, it's always good to be with you, brother. It feels like it's been a minute and the summer has flown by, man. But it's good to be with you and be in the jungle. I appreciate that. I don't know. Everywhere I go, everybody says the same thing. Man, what happened in the summer? What happened in the summer? It's so true. Let's just jump right into it. You were in San Diego to see your football team take on San Diego State. You won 35-10. You piled up 550 yards in total offense. The Bruins, Martin, now 2-0. You host North Carolina Central this week with a good chance to go undefeated in non-conference play. So bring me up to date. How are you feeling about what you've seen from Chip Kelly's squad so far this year? Oh, I'm feeling really good, Jim. That was a great win in San Diego. We had a ton of Bruins there. And uh, like you said, we're 2-0. We're in the top 25. And quietly, you know, Chip Kelly and the staff, um, 18, last 18 games, 14-4. and four. Uh, Starting this year off great. We uh, have one of the best, if not the best, defensive player in the country, in my opinion. And Leatu Latu, he's leading the country in sacks, second in tackles for losses. Uh, he is he's a monster on defense and then offensively you know we always have great offenses and defenses and top 10 nation uh, run run defense and quarterback uh, freshman of the week in the Pac-12 Dante Moore so a lot of excitement and um, you know we're going to go into this game this weekend with a chance to go 3-0, and but it's going to be a special game. Yeah, I like what I see. I see a lot of energy. I see a lot of skill. I see guys flying around. You know, when you talk about Chip, I'm curious, Martin, like I've always loved chopping it up with Chip because he's got that beautiful football mind, right? And he's such an interesting cat anyway. What's your relationship with Chip like? And then how pleased are you with the way he's turned this thing around? 
have a great relationship with Chip. I love spending time with him. You know, first and foremost, he's a good person. Uh, if you spend any time with Chip, he's salt of the earth. Uh, you know what you get with him, which as an athletic director you love uh, from your coach is, is when you know what you get. And, um, and he's funny. I mean, low-key, his humor <laughs> is, is hilarious. You know, I, I when I meet with him, I laugh just as much as we talk about ball and different things off the field. Um, but he's, he's just a good person. He's a great coach, as you know. Um, you know, he gets a lot of credit, obviously, for, for his offensive prowess. But I'm telling you, I think he's a better leader. You know, Chip Kelly is a great leader of, of not just young men, but of people. And uh, you, you, you want to be around good people, great leaders, and that's what he is. So, you know, he gets it. Uh, he does a lot of things that people don't see behind the scenes to help people and do things for people. Um, and, and so that's why I like working with him. So I have a great relationship with him, and I'm, I'm glad he's our coach. And I can tell you as an athletic director, um, I sleep I sleep good at nights knowing that he's the leader of our program. All right, so that's really interesting what you just said, that he's a great leader, that people may know that he can X and O and that he's like revolutionized the game in some ways, but he might not get the credit that he deserves for being a great leader. For instance, like empathy is something, like he cares about the people. But in your mind, yep. what makes a great leader? What makes a great leader and what makes him a great leader? Well, I'll, I'll just give you one example. Yes. You know, we we wore for the first game, the Coastal Carolina game, the whole coaching football staff. I had a shirt. We had Maui Strong shirts. And that was Chip Kelly, you know, wearing a shirt that represents the the, the devastation that was felt there and, and turning it into something good where we have our bookstore that's selling those shirts. I think $15 of every shirt sold goes to nonprofit to help the people in Maui, who other, who, how many other teams did that, right? Um, and we're still selling out of the shirts and having to order more because Chip Kelly and the staff wore those shirts, you know? So that's having an impact, not even here, that that people don't think about. That's Chip Kelly. That's his, that's his empathy right there. Leadership, understanding it's not about you. It's about the people you serve and, and those communities and different people. That's what Chip Kelly is. So that's just one example that people don't really think about and notice. But that's Chip. That's the kind of person he is. It's a great example. And Chip's not going to be like, hey, look at me. You know what I did? You know what we're doing right here? He's never going to be that guy. You know, it's interesting because when you were in San Diego, you got to check out San Diego State's new football venue, Snapdragon Stadium, which opened up last season. Now, Martin, since I was born and raised in L.A., I never really remember a time where at least the possibility of UCLA having an on-campus stadium wasn't at least, you know, discussed. Your lease for the Rose Bowl runs through 2044, so it's not an urgent priority, but this is this pod is national in scope, obviously. For listeners who are not familiar with Southern California, can you lay out why UCLA plays at a stadium that's 16 miles away or so from campus, and what's that like? So we play at the Rose Bowl, and it's a historic Rose Bowl, obviously. It's one of the, I would say it's one of the most historic, best stadiums in the country as far as all the events and history and legacy that's been at the Rose Bowl. Uh, the Rose Bowl has been UCLA's home since 1982, and uh, we're proud of that. It's the best setting in America, especially late afternoon uh, <laughs> when you see the mountains and the sun and everything. So there's some really cool things about the Rose Bowl, uh, but we don't have an on-campus stadium, and, and we haven't had one. And uh, we've played different places. We played at the Coliseum. And uh, like I said, the Rose Bowl has been home since 1982. But as you know, Jim, 
uh, it's not the easiest thing to get things built in LA, especially when you're in no, sir. Uh, the neighborhood that we no, are. Sir. <laughs> and so, you know, I, there are a lot of factors that go into the challenges of, of having an on-campus stadium here in Westwood. Uh, trust me, I would, I would love to have an on-campus stadium because uh, I think energy starts with students. Energy starts with young people. And I want to make it easy for students to get to games, you know. And a lot of times, as you know, Jim, me and you both, you know, a Friday night, uh, students always don't don't get it going early Saturday morning based on how their Friday night was. So you want to make it as easy as possible for students to roll out of bed and come to your games. Uh, and so what we try to do with the Rose Bowl, we, we have buses that, that bus all the students there. We tried to, to make that experience shorten the time, the distance that it takes to get to the Rose Bowl. We let kids play their music, their Spotify list, and and have fun on the way to the Rose Bowl and let them leave when they want. So, you know, you try to do things like that to get students and get people engaged. But um, but the Rose Bowl, we have a long-term commitment there, and and uh, you know, they treat us well. So we're we're pleased with the 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 Rose Bowl. Listen, I think that's a great explanation. I agree with everything you just said. It is a historic, it's a landmark, and you're right, man. Right around the time that sun sets, there's nothing like it. But you're right. You want the students there. You want the energy there, and they're not always well. The energy is not always there on a Saturday morning, for sure. But let me say this. I'm going to go ahead and assume that the Rose Bowl will be rocking October 28th, and not just because it's your homecoming game, but because Colorado is coming to town. What do you make of the incredible job that Coach Prime is doing in Boulder? You know, you, you have to think back a long time to see what he has done with the program as far as a transformation with that many new people in a program. You know, We haven't really seen it. Uh, and so they've obviously done a remarkable job. They're playing well. They're two games in. Uh, but, but Coach Prime has brought an energy level uh, to that place that you just haven't seen. So it's, it's hard to believe, but you're, you're watching, you know, as, as you watch the games and it's excitement. So uh, they've done a great job. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited. We're going to have them October 28th. And, you know, I've got a lot of people that I work with and, and faculty on campus asking for tickets for that Colorado game. So, you know, hey, it's good for us, too, that they're doing well. We, we want them to keep doing well, so so it's a big-time game uh, when we play them that weekend. But but credit to Coach Prime and what that staff has done. They, they brought an energy level that that uh, that you can feel, and, and they're winning games, you know, and that's the most important thing is to, to win games. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet five bucks on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody is missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. So get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app right now. Use the code ROME, R-O-M-E, to sign up. New customers can bet just five bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code R-O-M-E Rome. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CDKNG.co slash football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions to apply. 
One more thought about that. Like, in terms of what you said, you're right. We've never seen that big of a transformation and that many new players come in. I mean, it, will people try to emulate that, or is Dion one of one based on his Hall of Fame credentials and that dynamic personality and charisma, and is that why that works? You know, I think Dion's one of one. You know, he, he, it's rare to find a coach that has the credentials that played in the NFL and Major League Baseball uh, and is authentic to, to who he is, you know? So I think he's someone that's special in that way because you just don't have a lot of people that have the type of experiences he's had coaching a, a power five program. So I don't think you can, you know, try to recreate coach prime, you know, the, he, he's one of one from that standpoint. Uh, but I do think you can learn, you know, anytime you see people, organizations have success, you try to look at it and see what works and what doesn't. So, um, the transfer portal, obviously, they they utilize that a lot. I think we've been really good with the transfer portal here at UCLA. Uh, Chip has done a remarkable job. I think the last two years we've had a top 10 portal class. And so I think you're going to see more coaches probably get uh, a little more comfortable uh, dipping into the transfer portal and trying to find, you know, exactly what their needs are uh, that maybe you thought, you know, high school recruit but maybe transfer portal. Now, I just think you're going to see more people utilize the transfer portal in a significant way. You bet. So, Martin, what about, we talk football, let's talk basketball, because no school can match the tradition and the heritage of UCLA basketball with its 11 national titles. This is a big Mick Cronin house. I love the guy. I've always loved the guy. <laughs> Even before he got here, I love the guy. How do you think the move to the Big Ten is going to impact Mick's program? Well, I, I love Mick, too. You know, I think Mick is one of the best coaches in the country. You know, there's no one that's going to outwork him. There's no one that's going to love on his kids so much and, and push them to be their best. And so, you know, and, and, and Mick is another coach, too, is what you see is what you get. You ain't got to guess with him. And that's what I love about him. Uh, I think he's going to be fine in, in the Big Ten. You know, quite frankly, we've beaten Big Ten teams a lot um, since we played them. I mean, we beat Michigan State two years ago and on the way to the Final Four. We beat Maryland at Maryland last year. So so Mick is used to beating Big Ten teams. So I don't I don't think that's going to change. Um, the Big Ten is a great conference. Basketball is is really strong there. Great coaches, great programs. But you know, we got a great coach, we got a great program. So I don't think you're gonna see, you know, the, the standard is the standard with Mick. Uh, that's not gonna change no matter what conference we're in. So you're gonna see, you know, tough, hard-nosed defense, um, guys playing unbelievably together and and a, and a high level of skill. And scoring the basketball, you're going to always see a, a, a well-coached Mick Cronin team, no matter what conference we're in. You know, it's got me thinking. I go back to Dion for one minute, just because the guy has done such amazing work with social media. I want to ask you, Martin, about social media because I've got, I have a son that just graduated college. We do, my wife and I. We have a son that graduated college this year. We have another son that entered college this year, and they came up in a world that's totally different than the one that either you or I came up in. Social Absolutely. media, I mean, it just seems to get more and more negative and more and more bitter and more and more angry. And there's certainly some very good things about it. But I'm curious, what are the do's and don'ts maybe that you share with your athletes regarding social media? How do you approach it? Yeah, you know, you have to approach it as a tool. And that's what I try to, to share with, with our young people is, you know, you use social media. Don't let social media use you. You know, if you buy into the negativity, you buy into the comments, right? And that's how you get, that's the currency that you use to evaluate yourself and how you feel about yourself. That's a losing game. You know, you, you can't take stock in that, right? 
And so you've got to make sure you use social media as a tool, not the other way around. And so how do you do that? You know, be intentional with your post. I always say be intentional with your post. And I try to tell students, quite frankly, not to read the comments. You know, who who cares what other people think? You don't even know them and they're commenting about you. Um, that's hard to do, Jim. You know, you and I, like you said, you and I didn't grow up in this in this world, but we both had to adapt to it, right? We both have to do it in our in our prospective careers. And so you, you've just got to not take it too personal. Understand that most of the negativity will, will surface there, but there's a lot of people that are positive and support you, but they just don't go on social media. You know, it's almost like, news articles. You always hear the negative people commenting, but the positive ones are always silent or quiet. That doesn't mean they don't exist. That doesn't mean that there's not people that support you, but they're not going to always voice their opinion or be heard. So you just got to know that that's the equation of, of social media. It's going to, it's going to tilt toward negative. Don't take stock in it. Don't let that be the currency that you use to evaluate who you are as a person or your performance, you know, and, and you're more than your performance. You're more than an athlete. Um, that's just an aspect of what you do. So, you know, social media can make you feel like that's all you are. That's not all you are. So you just got to constantly talk about those things. I love that. I love that response. That was textbook. I mean, that, that should be in a book somewhere. That was so well said. And I think that applies to everybody, not just college students or young people or athletes, anybody at all. That was so extremely well said. I appreciate that. Hey, clones, what do we want when we're craving protein and we need more energy? I'll tell you what we don't want, bars, sugary snacks, energy drinks. Nah, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. No, Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and tasty. It's never tough. So why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. In other words, they take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein and comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach, anywhere at all. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? So realignment is such a thing, right? And it's such a... Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. It's a reality. It's not done. It's going to continue. Starting next season, we're going to have an Atlantic Coast Conference that includes Stanford and Cal in the Bay Area. And the Big Ten is going to stretch from Seattle to New Jersey. And it's primarily because of TV. I understand this. We all understand this. Are you at all concerned about the role TV and the money that comes from the network contracts is playing like in college football? Or is this just the way it is? What are your thoughts on this overall? No, I'm not concerned. We have an ecosystem in college athletics and you need you need all parts performing and, and having a responsibility. So, you know, one, to, to provide a great student athlete experience, you have to have money. You have to have resources. Right. I mean, those things cost. That's the reality of what we do. You have student athletes that pick your school because they want a great academic education and they want an elite athletic opportunity. And so to do that, you've got to have resources and support. So, um, you know, TV and, and TV uh, media have been determining football game times for, for a long time, for example. 
you know, doesn't mean that we always like it, but that's something we got to work around because they're an important partner. Just like we have ticket season ticket holders and donors and corporate sponsors, our TV media partners are, are just as important. And so when you have that ecosystem like that, you've just got to try to find the harmony. And that's what you're hearing a little bit more noise about is, is who's running this or who's making these decisions. Um, at the end of the day, the institutions have to make the decision what's best to serve their student athletes. That's what we're in the business of doing. And so, but we need all of those partners, Jim, to, to really bring it to life. And you see it in college football. You know, um, the, the, better, the best way you can get great game times is to win games. You know, you win games, you, 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 are, you have a product that people want to see, you're going to have great game times. And part of the reason we're going to the Big Ten is they have better game times because on the West Coast, as you know, living in L.A., if you're on the East Coast, you don't always watch us. You know, you don't always watch that 7.30 p.m. kick that's 10.30 on the East Coast. You're asleep by the first quarter. That's real. And so you got to be in a conference. you got to provide those opportunities for your student-athletes to have more exposure, especially in the NIL world now where NIL is very important. You know, over half of our 700 student-athletes have NIL deals. You know, three years ago, two years ago, we, that wasn't even a case. Now you got over half of student athletes have NIL deals. What do you need to help you with NIL deals besides education? You need exposure. You need opportunities so people see you and can evaluate and see your brand. And that's what um, TV times and, and conference realignment, a lot of that stuff is all interconnected. So I just think we're in a time of change. Change doesn't have to be bad. Change is good. You've got to embrace it. And if you don't, you're going to be left behind. And so I just think it's all about perspective and how you look at it. Change is inevitable, right? It's not like, I mean, you better lean into it. You better embrace it because it's coming no matter what. That's a fact. You mentioned NIL. What about NIL deals? They're another significant subject in college sports. What about the evolution of NIL? How has it impacted UCLA? You know, it's been great. I, I would say our student athletes are learning so much more now with being in this world with NIL deals, they're learning about brand, they're learning about contracts, they're learning about 1099 forms, they're learning about exposure, good decisions, bad decisions, what helps that, um, you know, and they're doing great things. I mean, I'll just give you an example today. One of our uh, football student athletes, Chase Griffin, it's his birthday today. I saw on social media for his birthday, he's asking people to donate to a charity here in town or his foundation and he's going to give money, I think like $25,000 is the goal, that he's going to use some NIL money and money from his foundation on his birthday to give to that to the charity. And it might be, I don't know if it's the LA Food Bank, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but I saw that and I'm like, this wouldn't be possible without NIL. You've got a young man doing something that's helping his community. Um, this wouldn't have been possible. So, so, so there's so much good about NIL. So what, how it's affected us is it's allowed our student-athletes to just learn and experience some things that they're going to do when they turn professional and whatever they do, understanding their brand, understanding their value, understanding uh, corporate responsibility, right, um, and, and social media using it as a tool, right? We talked about that before. So they're learning all these things now in college that they would have had to learn once they left college. So I like that because we're in the business of education. So NIL has been great. Um, you 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 want to do more. We're doing everything we can as far as the rules at UCLA. We have an exchange, uh, Westwood Ascent, which allows companies and organizations to come on this exchange and then student athletes and they get to connect. And if they do a deal, we do all the backhouse work for them, 1099 forms and all that kind of stuff, too. 
So it's it's been a positive, you know, and and we're we're doing more. We got a partnership with the law school to give uh, student athletes counsel on the contracts that they get and give them advice. Uh, and that's using third year law students at UCLA. So so obviously now it's going with campus and the Anderson School of Management. And so it's it's been a good thing, man. You, you know, you hear about the 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 some of the things that are not right with NIL. You know, that's probably one, two percent. I would say a majority of it for our student athletes is very positive. You know, I could argue that, well, in fact, instead of me arguing it, let me ask you this. And I wanted to ask you about something else, too, before you go. But if you've got the NIL and you've got 32 states adopting their own NIL regulations for their public schools, would you be in favor of some sort of federal regulation to kind of ensure that there are uniform rules for all the universities? Or how would you approach that? Jim, I'd be in favor of it, but I don't see it happening. Right. So I, I'd rather live in reality. Um, you know, anytime if you're an organization and you're leaning on the government to help you out, then you got you got bigger bigger issues. So I'm not counting on that. Obviously, you know, having something that's more standard in the NIL space uh, would be ideal. But you know, I, I operate in the now. I operate in a in a fluid, dynamic environment, which is college athletics. And I'm not going to rely on, on, on the government to, to help us out with something that we created. So I just think you got to lean into the positives and you can't worry about all the stuff that you hear. That's the one thing that's really hard about NIL. You hear this person got this deal, this person got that deal. And you know what, Jim, nine times out of 10 is probably inaccurate. You know, there's a reason why people float stuff out there to get people riled up. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's a good thing. I was a proponent at the very beginning of NIL and, and it's going to get better. It's new still, right? So you're still going to have some, some bumps along the road, but by and large, it's a positive thing. I think the more uh, money and resources we can get in our student athletes hands, the better it is. And, uh, and that's how we're going to roll. All right. So before you go, Martin, the Olympics are going to return to Los Angeles in 2028 and UCLA is going to host the Olympic village. I know you've given some thought to that. What will that mean to the university? And what are your thoughts overall about that? I remember, like, I'm a UC guy. I went to UC Santa Barbara, and I remember back in the day when the 96 games were here, we actually had part of the village, part of the venues way out in Santa Barbara. It was wild, and that was even way back then. I'm curious, what are your thoughts about 2028 and what's going to be like to have it on your campus? Oh, my gosh. You know, we don't even know the full impact that it's going to have. Um, not only on LA, but just uh, at UCLA on campus. Anytime you bring elite athletes, elite leaders, the best at what they do together in one place, you're going to get better. You know, and I'm hopeful that we'll have opportunities where our student athletes, our coaches can spend time with these athletes uh, to just learn from them and see how they train, how they develop, how they take care of themselves. There's so many things that you can get from being around elite people at the top of their profession. And so I think that's what it's going to be because they're going to be all here in Westwood at UCLA. So I'm excited. I can't even begin to tell you we're, I mean, we're planning for it now. We have meetings with, with campus in LA and, and obviously Casey Wasserman does an excellent job with being the leader of all of this. And um, he's, he's been phenomenal, just including UCLA and helping us as, as our athletics program with some of the things that we're working with the Olympics on. So um, I'm excited. It's it's going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity for all of our student athletes and faculty and staff, quite quite frankly, at UCLA to be able to have the Olympics front and center and utilizing the Olympic Village here in Westwood. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. 
U.S. Cellular knows how important your kids' relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. So leave me with this thought. You mentioned Casey Wasserman. It's been more than a minute since I've seen him, but the relative small amount of time that I've spent with him, man, have you ever met a more down-to-earth, influential cat than Casey Wasserman? No, KC is the best, man. I, you know, I, I, I went to Casey's office like two weeks ago and just spent time with him. And, you know, he, for, for everything that he has going on, one, he always makes time for people. Two, he's incredibly smart, uh, forward thinking. You know, some people say like, oh, this person is smart and forward thinking. Like, no, Casey, like he tells you things and then the stuff happens. You're like, wow. And, and, uh, and just the way that he, goes about his business i just i just really i i look up to i appreciate it he's always had time for us um anytime i've kind of i mean i've been through i'm I'm on year four here at ucla and you know the big 10 move and different things that i've I've been able to talk with casey about he's always just been there and and given solid great advice but but you look at how he moves and how he impacts people that's where he's really the best and he's phenomenal because of the impact that he has is uh is significant and that's why i'm glad he's he's a bruin i'm glad he's leading the the la 2028 because i wouldn't have anyone better fitted for that than casey i want you to leave me with this thought because i'm listening to you i can hear it in your voice the energy and whenever i see you martin like you're you're getting it in you're putting it in you're obviously doing the work and i'm talking about physically like how important is movement to you i think about this stuff as i get older how important is getting that workout in whatever it is weights cardio or otherwise not only to you physically but what it does for you mentally how do you approach that Oh, Jim, you, this is right up my alley, brother. You, you should have seen me smiling, man. This is right up my alley. I, oh, I know, dude. I think movement is so important, and I think it's every day, right? Like, I, I got my four-mile run in this morning. I don't always get it in. The older we get, it's harder to get up, man, and do it. <laughs> but uh, but you got to move. You got to move because that starts your day. To me, it's like how you start is how you finish. And, and I'm a big believer in energy. You know, whenever you walk in a room or now Zoom, you know, it's, you got to take responsibility for the energy that you bring. You're either bringing it up or you're bringing it down. You know, you have juice, you got you got some get up with you or, or not. And so I think it starts with movement. I think it's, um, it's for physical, but also now it's mental and emotional. You know, a lot of times some of my best kind of wind down, taking time for myself, processing my thoughts are like an evening walk, right? Like where you just kind of like take that moment to yourself. But I think it's really important, Jim, to just stabilize us as, as people, to really kind of normalize our thoughts. And I'm going to give you one other one, too. Movement is important, but also what you say to yourself in the mirror. You know, the, the most important conversation you have every day is the one with yourself. And what are you telling yourself? And I think that's really important. I talk to people about that is be positive, be kind to yourself, uh, because it's, it's tough out there, Jim, as you know, brother, it's tough out there. But uh, if you don't have critics or if you don't have naysayers, then you're not really doing things that's going to really impact people. 
to a great extent. So you just got to keep pushing forward, get that movement in, get that work in, and um, and bring the energy every day. Now, dude, you're so right. If they're not coming for you, Martin, you're probably not even in the game. You're not in the arena. You you're not in the game, out there. man. You got to be game. in the game. That's right. You got to be in the game. <laughs> I'm going to walk it off on that. That is such, such good advice. Martin, I appreciate you. Look at that. Bam. Half hour like that. Like it was nothing at all. <laughs> so good to get caught up. I appreciate you going long form and coming on this pod, man. Great to talk to you, and I appreciate the relationship. Appreciate you. Jim, I appreciate you, brother. It's always a pleasure. It's always my honor to spend time with you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. So how great and how easy was that chat? My man Martin is not just great at what he does. He is an excellent communicator and a fascinating dude. UCLA is lucky to have him, and we were lucky to have him for the side hustle. If you're looking for more awesome conversations like that one, there is plenty more where that came from. If you've already heard every last one of them and you're not subscribed, why don't you do that? In the meantime, we have another great episode for you coming up next week. I will see you then for episode 281. Thanks for listening. I'm Jim Rome. Peace.